You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend... Ah, Benji Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. I'm leaning in. (laughs) I'm in. I'm into it. You like it? It's better. I I was never going to bring it up again. It's better. I was never going to bring it up again. I Uh, doubt that. What we're talking about. Is we but did this a live is like online. when I was a kid and I would was chubby and I would make fun of my tits before the others would. Well, this got really weird. Let's stop and start again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it got dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. It uh, it started yeah. out fun, and uh, it went to a place that now really it's sad. Nobody's comfortable with. Now it's sad. People tune into the show for good-hearted laughs. And turn no in. to hear anything yeah. bad and sad. No. And you turn They're like it good into, times. Essentially, you turn it into group therapy, and everybody's uncomfortable. Especially me. Why don't you say a few uh, words of apology to our listeners? Listeners, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I had a perfect childhood, and one time I didn't only eat gum for three days to lose weight. What? I said one time I didn't only eat gum for three days to lose weight. Why would you say that? Because I'm not turning this into group therapy. So I'm not going to reveal strange things I did when I had uh, issues. You ate gum for three days? Hey, the Benji thing is in reference to um, we did a live virtual (laughs) show with Moment and uh, with my mother as the guest, and uh, it's a pilot. It's a reverse dollop. That is still up if you would like to go watch that. It, is, uh, it was pretty... <laughs> my mother enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we had a good time. It was long. It was revealed that I was almost called Benjamin. Um, there's a lot of other stupid shit that Dave was getting into. But um, you can go to uh, moment.co slash the dollop. And you can still watch that like it's a live event. Um, it was a pretty good little time. Was it at least, was it at least Bubblicious? No. What the? Who? No. You're eating sugar fruit. I'm not going to do this with you. The dollop is brought to you in part by Squarespace. Squarespace, of course, domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics, all in one. They got the whole ball of wax. Uh, I have been using Squarespace forever, uh, before the horse uh, and buggy even. I first started using Squarespace, what, ten more than 10 years ago, probably ages ago. I was looking for a, a simple way to have a website, not don't have to up, I don't want to update stuff. I don't want to have to deal with all the nonsense. Just have it all done for me. And then I go and I, I, I plug in stuff and I enter my information, and I, I do the stuff I want to do. I, not the tech stuff. I don't want to get involved in the nonsense. And that's what Squarespace is. And Squarespace also looks great. Great templates. That is why I first chose Squarespace, because I went and I looked at the templates, and I was like, ah, these actually look really, really good. Um, Gareth also has his website with Squarespace. And then, of course, we have the dollop uh, sources with Squarespace, and we have the dollop podcast.com with Squarespace, where you can get all your tour information. And we now have 
swear some swear free episodes. So if you want to listen with the kids, we have some uh, no cursing episodes up on the dolloppodcast.com, which is hosted by Squarespace, as I said. So here's what you're going to do. You are going to go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. The dollop is also brought to you in part by HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh, you ask? Well, of course, it is a meal's pre-prepared meals ready to be cooked that are delivered to your door. You get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients. You get seasonal recipes that come straight to your door. You don't have to go to the grocery store. It's affordable, and it's America's number one meal kit. And guess what? It is NFL playoff time, so you can home gate with a limited-time winning assortment of snacks and appetizers and sweets. They are all available from Home Fresh Market. You can have friends over and you can enjoy some delicious baby back ribs or chocolate chip brownies, just everything in between, anything you want for a nice home gate situation. And how about saving money? How's that sound? HelloFresh helps you save money all year round. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. So save a little bit of cash. Skip the little schlep to the grocery store in the snow and stock up on snacks and sides and desserts and everything you want at Hello Fresh Market. I personally uh, have had uh, the best Hello Fresh meal I've ever had. Last week, the Greek goddess Bulgur Bowl. Oh, oh man, I want to live with it. It's a it's a Greek bowl with uh, chickpeas and onions and chicken and there's a tomato cucumber salad with a vinaigrette. It's amazing. I want it all the time, 24-7. It's all I'm going to eat from now on. That's It's me. And here's the great thing. Super quick to cook. Saves me time. Quick, easy to make, and very, very tasty. So look, go to HelloFresh.com slash dollop22 and use code dollop22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash dollop22 and use code dollop 22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um, we should also point out that we have another podcast, which is called The Pastime, so you can listen to that. Uh, we also have a Patreon, where you can see my face while Dave's staring at me right now, because it's pretty awkward and uncomfortable, and Dave's giving me the finger and picking his nose. Um, you can join that. It's uh, pretty cheap, and you can uh, get a lot of stuff. We do uh, little chats. We do uh, a bunch of bullshit. We do small ups sometimes. Um, blah blah blah. Um, we serve sandwiches to people. Also, if you would like to watch my new special, England Weed and the Rest, you can go to my website, GarethReynolds.com. Click the menu button, and there's a special tab there. It's on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel. We just hit 100,000 views, which is more than you've ever gotten on anything you've done. <laughs> my, my last album charted on Billboard. Hey, uh, I was on a plane once, and I charted, <laughs> and I had to throw my boxes in the trash. That's number one on the iTunes charts. Oh, this is number one on iTunes charts. Yeah, it was the 80s. No one was doing comedy, dick lick. Now... All right. Moving on, um, I will be doing uh, some road dates. You can go to GarethReynolds.com for this. I'll be in Detroit, January 27th, 28th. 
I'll be in uh, Rhode Island the 29th. I'll be in Hartford, uh, the New, New Hampshire, Connecticut. I'm not sure. January 30th, January 31st, West Nyack, New York. February 9th through the 11th, Rooster Teeth Feathers, Sunnyvale, California. March 13th, Summit City Comedy, Fort Wayne, Indiana. March 14th, Indianapolis. March 15th, Louisville. March 16th, Columbus, Ohio. March 17th, Dayton, Ohio. March 18th, Perrysburg, Ohio. Where's that? March 18th. Uh, Perrysburg, Ohio again. March 19th, Cleveland, Ohio. March 21st, Lexington, Kentucky. March 22nd, Richmond Heights, Missouri. March 23rd, Kansas City, Missouri. March 24th, Des Moines, Iowa. March 25th, Des Moines, Iowa. March 26th, Omaha. And that's it for now. There's more coming. Dave's. That's you good. can see Dave's just. Yeah, I tried to go through that as quickly as possible for you because I don't want to be mocked. It's never usual. fast enough. That's 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 what I'm up against. <laughs> June seventeen seventy three. Year seventy three. Seventeen seventy three. Seventeen. Okay, gotcha. Year our Lord. Jeezy Christie. You know if if there really is a you know. Christian God, you you've really been playing games. Have I? You're not. Yeah. Compared yeah. to the other Christians in America, am I the one who's been playing games? Yeah, you have been. Yeah, you're not carrying out his message. You're just mocking him, but giving him weird little names. Jeezy Christie. So I should Come be on. Like it, shooting things and. Yeah, you should be carrying. Yeah, you, you should be carrying out the orders of the Bible. Ona Maria Judge was born on George Washington's Mount Vernon estate in Virginia. I know this one. How? I just started it. <laughs> There's no way. It's just, that's going to be my new thing is pretending the, the more obscure I'm going to be like, Ah, Ona Marie! <laughs> uh, her exact date of birth is unknown. Okay. Her mother, Betty... Uh, was a slave owned by Martha Custis. Martha okay. had been the wealthiest widow in Virginia and bought, uh, brought over 80 slaves into Ugh. her marriage with George Washington. Wait, sorry, I don't want to get bogged down in slave numbers because that's not where <laughs> my sweet spot is. But... Uh, when wa- George Washington dies, Martha brings over 80 slaves? No, George didn't okay. die. Oh, George is alive. Martha, well, he does die. Okay. He dies later. Right now, he's very much alive in this story. He, um... I know how this he, ends. <laughs> yeah, you do. You, see, you for sure know how that part ends. <laughs> right, so he, ha- he, he married her. She, she, her husband, really rich husband, had died. She had all the slaves. Right. Um, now, these slaves, the slaves that... Martha brings into the marriage over 80. Um, they're called dower slaves. So Ugh. it's, a, it's, I, I don't know how they came up with this great law of owning people, but so the, the slaves that she got from her ex-husband mm-hmm. belong to her first husband's estate, but she, Martha gets to use the slaves as long as she's alive and then they would, and then, and then uh. they get in, then she passes them on. So they're not technically George Washington's slaves. So they go, 
again, I think what you're saying is what I feel, which is it's very uh, disgusting. But mm-hmm. if when she dies, the slaves go back to the estate. No, the yeah. Oh. Well, she she passes them on to her uh, grandchildren and children and stuff when oh. she dies. Right. Okay. But for whatever cool. reason, I think it's because women can't own stuff. So what a, I think what that's a remarkable, how this works. What a remarkable time. All of the, all of the, the hoops we had to create of, so women all couldn't of, all own of our, people. All of our awfulness just kind of like, but hold on there. What you're forgetting is that women are too stupid to own <laughs> slaves. It's like, oh, my God, stop talking. <sighs> all right, so we don't know. We don't know the relationship between uh, Ona's mom, Betty, and uh, Ona's father, Andrew. Judge, he's a white uh, indentured servant and a tailor okay. for George Washington. He, he, ends, he made George's famous blue uniform that he wore in the Revolutionary War that everybody sure. knows from the pictures. So we don't know if the sex is... George, this is going to be unbelievable. You're going to look fantastic in this. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, yeah. We don't know if the sex is consensual or not consensual. Both Jesus obviously Christ. very common. We don't know a lot. Right. Um, okay, so George Washington's indentured servant sleeps with one of Marsh- Martha Washington's ex-husband's now dowered slaves that she has, and Ona is the child of that couple, and we don't know if it's consensual. We don't know if it's consensual, and George really liked uh, uh, slaves that were half black, half white. Uh, so that it could so have been consensual. He could have been like, I want you to make a baby with this bird, whatever. So it's all bad. Right. Um, okay. Andrew would eventually, uh, get freedom and buy a house nearby, but we don't know what the relationship is at all. So, um, at 10, Ona starts training to be Martha's personal servant and seamstress. Okay. Which is a pretty good gig considering right. what it could be if you're a the alternate right an alternatives right i mean this is you know they are being whipped and and on mount vernon like it, it's not if you work out in the fields it's not a great fucking life uh right if you work in the house things are better um ona is uh part of martha's personal retinue of servants when ona was 16 george is elected president okay and so Ona and six other slaves are picked to go with the Washingtons to the temporary capital, which is New York City. So New York City is the capital. Temporary capital. And Ona... So now Did Ona they know to, it was the temporary capital then? Yeah, they knew. They were like, put a pin in this. Okay. Um, and Ona knows... Now she has to leave her family. It's the only place she's ever known. Uh, go to a faraway city. Martha also doesn't want to go because she just doesn't like New York. Um, so they end up going a month later. I wonder Martha if they ever like slaves. connected on that where Ona was like, I'm going to have to like leave my family and they're the only people I know. And Martha's like, I know it's horrible. I just loathe the city. She's like, yeah, but like my, like my, my family connection. And like, I mean, I need with what I go through on a day to day basis, I need a support system. Plus I need to know that they're okay. Like it's just, there's so many pigeons. I hate it. We're going through the same thing, Ona. Yeah, that, yeah, we are. It's this. It's the same pain that we're experiencing. I hate the cold. Yeah. Uh, so 
she's like I said, she's sixteen, and she goes with the Washingtons, uh, and uh, goes a month later with with uh, Martha. Um, separation of the families at Mount Vernon was uh, by one of Washington's family wrote quote generally uh, greatly agitated, much affected. So, so that's how clinical. the that's so, how they so, saw the slaves. Like they're right. obviously fucking crying and very strange. They, they are. I think they've picked up on emotion from us. Uh, the slaves don't know if they're going to see each other again. So those taken by uh, by the Washingtons were seen as the most loyal and skilled at household work stuff. <laughs> um, um, many were biracial, which is what George preferred. He said the, quote, yellow-skinned slaves were more intelligent. Oh, my God. Jesus George Washington. Christ, Dave. I, I'm like... Father of America. Once, he, Ona was once described as almost white. That's quite a compliment they've paid you, Ona. Say thank you. So Ona does everything for Martha. She picks out her clothes. She helps her bathe. She cares for her when she's sick. She brushes her hair. She follows her everywhere, trying to stay invisible while also being ready to help at any moment. Um, She also helps uh, attend to the two young live-in grandchildren that the Washingtons have. Now, Martha has some kind of surface sort of level bond with um, her house slaves, but she doesn't trust them. Quote, yeah. the blacks are so bad in their nature that they have not the least gratitude for the kindness that might be showed to them. So the slaves are not appreciating uh, the awesomeness of the I, I, Washingtons. I can't even, even back then, how do you not go like, they don't like me because I like own them. I treat them so good. I give and I give and I, like, how, how do you get, like, I could be, I could understand being like, look, we've created quite a weird little situation where, you know, I have these people who are forced to work for me, so I don't fully trust them. But to be like, gosh, you know, sometimes I feel like they resent me. Like, how, I don't understand, even, yeah. I'm not doing the thing where you go, I'm not doing the thing where I'm like, man, how did, I'm not like, being like uh, offended by slavery, which is just a given. But even from like a human standpoint, how are you not like? I, I, I'll get to that later. That that's going to come up. I'm gonna. Okay. But good question. So the first stop on their trip up to New York is Philly, which is an abolitionist city. A lot of Quakers. Um, this would seem completely just crazy to Ona. There's tons of free black people. Five times as many free black people as there are slaves. So there's almost 2,000 free black people in this city. This is not something she's ever seen. And Even, we like, when we go back and look at this time, we like Quakers. Yeah, we, a, we, we, we still like, like Quakers. Quakers. I think Quakers are still right. the only good one. Um, okay. Even Benjamin Franklin w- spoke out against slavery. It's just That's just the vibe of the city. But had slaves, No, no. Or he did, oh, I think he did, and then sold them and completely became an abolitionist. Oh, okay. I could be wrong about that, but he's definitely anti-slavery at this point. And that was before he was president, for sure. Oh, shit. Oh, this all happened before he was president, if you really Everything has happened. We st- he's, everything up until 2023 has happened before he was president, because he's still not president. 
So true. You get okay. Um, so Ona sees how freedom looks, right? In late spring 1789, they get to New York. Uh, not, and New York's not as pro-slavery as Virginia, but not as abolitionist as Philadelphia. It's like a middle ground. Most black people in New York are slaves. Runaway slaves are caught and sent back. It's that kind of vibe. So Ona takes care of Martha's every whim. The Washingtons are entertaining tons of people at their giant house in New York. They had to hire 14 more servants to deal with all the work. Uh, all white. They hired all white indentured servants. Hmm. Or not, shouldn't say indentured. They hired white servants. So Ona has no time to herself during the day. Um, she has to be on top of things, ready to serve Martha at a whim. And uh, had to listen to Martha's complaints because Martha hates New York. So she's just bitching all the time about I, New York. I mean, again, it's just amazing to just be like, lady, I'm your fucking slave. <laughs> oh, gosh. You, I mean, the stuff that I am going through lately, it's just, you wouldn't understand. I'm having such a hard time even sleeping here with some of the sounds that are coming out. You, oh, no, you wouldn't really understand. But when you get to this level, everyone, you're so in demand. She's just like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Gonna slap you. Martha would later call her years in New York her, quote, lost years. You want to know what lost years are when I was a slave? Do you, you know what? Quiet, Ona. I'm trying to be upset. Uh, oh, the weight of the world. My back is sore from just carrying this emotion around all the time. Yes, you just wouldn't understand. None of you would. And they have to be like, yeah, that's so yeah. tough. Uh-huh. That's so hard. That's exactly That's it. So she has tough. to sit there and listen to this rich. I mean, I think the richest, I think at this point, they're the richest people in America, the Washingtons. Yeah. So she's just sitting there listening to the richest person in America complain while she's a slave. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Which, mind-boggling. Like, well, I mean, like, in a, like, uh, in a anecdotal sense, like, you know, I mean, I have been around extremely wealthy people and heard them complain, and you're like, dude, can you not? Yeah, there's not. <laughs> That's like, like... You have no idea. Well, try being around someone who's worth a couple hundred million and they're complaining about taxes. That was the one that I almost... It was agreed the nation's capital would now be Washington, D.C. and the temporary capital, Philadelphia, until Washington was finished. So now they go back to Philly. Okay, so now she's like, oh, shit, now I'm going to be back around... Yeah, okay. So... George's slaves' appearances are very important to him. He wants them to look a certain way, and his white cooks in Philadelphia are super dirty. He's not into the way his white cooks look, so he gets rid of them, and he brings up his uh, slave chef from Mount Vernon named Hercules, who's a very good-looking, very well-kept, very clean uh, dude, and... He was also very good at cooking food for George that he could eat with his terrible dental issues. So, I mean, what are you like? He had a Vitamix. What like to, what? You're just mushing. Everything's mushy. Well, you knew how to soft food it. Maybe he cooked the. Maybe he cooked the the pork. I longer, just you know still I mean? can't get over the fact that this dude like wasn't able to chew. Ever. Like, you should never, ever get past that. We had a, the first and president so couldn't just, chew. 
couldn't chew. So he's yeah. everything is just. I mean, we're basically everything. We're just mushing, turning into a mash for him. I yeah. mean, essentially, he's on a wired jaw diet. Yeah, you yeah, know, he's President Baby. He's pres. Yeah. I, oh yeah. man. Oh God. Big Hercules, just like. And it's coming in for a landing. What's coming in for a landing? Uh, never mind. Uh, so they actually moved into the ex-home of Benedict Arnold when he was in Philadelphia. Hmm. Now in the house, there's George, Martha, two grandchildren, George's secretary, Tobias Lear, his wife, their baby, three other secretaries, 15 white servants, and eight slaves. Quite a party. I mean, now we have a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, Ona sleeps in a room with a grandchild because she's supposed to watch him at night and make sure everything's okay. She's she's twenty four seven on the clock. Um, there's a door door connecting that bedroom to the Washington's bedroom, so she's oh. always under the gaze of Martha. That sucks. At her beck and call all the time while dealing with the kids at night. It's a, it's like when she was back at M- Mount Vernon, you would leave the main yeah. house and go you back got, to your family's house. Yeah. At least you'd have a, a respite from the... Yeah, know. but now she's sleeping next door to Gingivitis George. Totally. Who just probably in his sleep is just like, oh, 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 the grinding. <laughs> I was grinding my gum nerves. Oh, 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 Martha, Martha, wake up. I had a dream. I had teeth again. Now, George, you know that that's not true. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, the blood. I was, I had a dream. I was chewing steak again. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no, come in quick. Get the gauze. Um... So it's 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 a t- like it's a difficult situation. I mean, you know, the uh, whatever. So it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. It, it always it, will suck. It totally sucks. But to have to be like in an adjoined room yeah. with those people, as well as to be in the city where you're like, there's a lot of free black people here. So yeah. it's like it sucks. So now the Washingtons suddenly learn that. In Pennsylvania, visiting slave owners could keep their slaves for six months, and then the slaves could claim their freedom. So that's a that's a Pennsylvania law on the books. You bring your slaves; so they're in state six for six months. months. You lose them. Oh, oh, oh. The Washingtons have brought eight slaves. And George's attorney general, Edmund Randolph, was just aghast when his slaves, quote, quoted the law of Pennsylvania back to him and should tomorrow take advantage of a law of the state and claim their freedom. So Randolph is just hanging out. And here's the thing. Randolph thinks, well, they're slaves. How are they going to know? Well, how are they going to know? Because they fucking talk to people, and it's a city of free black people, and the free black people are like, hey, man, great fucking law in the books. So the slaves walk in one day, and they're like, by the way, tomorrow, we out. We're fucking walking. We're gone. Sayonara, bitch. That has to be, like, the most stressful countdown. Oh, my God. 
when you're like at five months and you're like, is he gonna say like he's not talking really about like leaving? He's not saying for a any thing. time. Like he's, he hasn't he's, said a thing. It's got to be so, a trap. So, he's got to be trapping us. I'll bet. Look, let's not get our hopes up because with All two right. weeks left, he's probably going to be like, let's get out of here and he's, then like spend a week away and then we'll come back. He's the like attorney that. general. Yeah, he, he can't knows what be, he's doing. He's, he's and not then you're gonna, like, and then it's like the two days before, and you're like, look, I don't want to really jinx anything, but this is. He's got like plans for next week here. Like I feel like he said nothing, and then just for the final one to just be like. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So uh, we'll just uh, clean up around here. We'll get those papers in order. Oh, and just wanted to drop this real quick. Um, tomorrow, we're done. Yeah. So, you see these? These are double barrels. Those are my middle fingers. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, how did you, who told you? He's like, well, you see, among the slaves, uh, it's kind of the one thing we really talk about a lot. <laughs> How if we make it to six months, we can fucking leave. What? Right, but like he genuinely thought they'd never hear of the law. But two things, like we said, free black people. Also, abolitionists are like out there telling slaves every fucking chance they can. Hey, six months, six months. So the AG, as soon as this happens to him, he goes straight to Martha. George is away. And Martha leaps into action. Um, the six-month deadline is super close for the Washingtons, and it would be super, super humiliating if slaves just walked out of the presidential household. Can't I have like that. that it's like that too. It's not even like it's not. There's not. It's it's really. I think of the politics. It would be. Yeah, it's a faux pas. Yeah. It would be. You'd be laughed at. So. Tobias Lear, George's uh, secretary, sends a letter. Sends a letter to George, who, like I said, is away. But George ponders on it, and then he decides his situation is different from the AG's. The AG chose to live in Philadelphia and therefore had to abide by state laws, but George had to live there for work. So he decided that meant he didn't have to abide by the law now that is a absolutely garbage idiotic legal argument what what is he at this point is he the president he's the president and the richest man in america and apparently so kind so of a fucking I mean, idiot yeah i mean he's obviously like, he's a toothless dumb shit but uh but so and uh, honestly that's like lazy too. That's like oh, yeah. out of laziness. He's like, I mean, I've just decided that I should. I'm good. It's different because I have to be there. Right. Um, I'm the president. But but the, we're so very used to the press. Like today, people be like, of course, that's allowed. Yeah. That's um, right. OK. <laughs> so what is that? So, like I said, garbage deal. And this, the slaves, remember, they're dower slaves. If they walk, George has to pay the Custis estate. If they, he has to pay Martha's ex-husband's estate if they bail, because he would now, now owe. And if they bail, they can just stay in Philly. Yeah, they can just walk out the door and get an apartment oh, across the fucking God. street. There's no apartments across the street. Oh my but they God! How, fuck, how fucking great! I mean, to be the neighbor after all that. Oh, hey, Martha, you stupid ass <laughs> fuck! Excuse me. Hey, what's up, you stupid ass? 
Hey, asshole. Hey, George. Hey, George, I wanted to show you real quick. Um, these are my balls. Do you want to suck them? I think you could digest them easier than hard grains. <laughs> oh, Martha, rubble, we are rubble. moving. The neighbors are terrible. They used to live in the house. Hey, George, I, w- I, heard, I overheard you talking about moving real quick. Yes. And I just wanted to let you know, I'm moving too. Uh, my bowels on okay. your porch. Hello, my okay. friend. Hey, just being neighborly. We used to have a lot of good times. I agree, and we'll have many more. No. So, I, I yeah. So he's decided. <laughs> so be. he's just made up a presidential. Yeah, law. it's just, and so then he he gets freaked out, and he orders all of his slaves, adult slaves. Removed from the estate every six That's months, cool. which is I, what you I, said thank, first. Thank you for that qualifier. So, so adult take them slaves. out, take them uh-huh. out, take the adult slaves out, take them to another state for a brief time, bring them back, restart the freedom clock. Which is also so such bullshit to be yeah. able to restart oh, yeah. the freedom clock. Yeah. Okay. And, well, now you've not lived in Philly for a while, so now you need a new six months. So. He tells Martha, take the slaves on a trip to uh, Mount Vernon right now. But he knew that people in Pennsylvania would be like, well, you're fucking working the edges of the, the deal here. You're, you're mm-hmm. fucking with the plan we set up. Like, we don't like, 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 you're clearly skirting the law. Hey, aren't you supposed to start making a country? <laughs> Could you focus so- on that? People in in Pennsylvania don't like white slave owners, and he is like, no one could know what we're doing. Full ixnay on the slave A and the other state A, especially, you know, their slaves. They're like, our slaves really could not know what we're up to when we take them out of the state every six months and then bring them back. So Martha just has to pretend like she's just like opering holidays every now and then where she's like, guess what? We're going to Mount Vernon (laughs) for one day, for one day, for three days. And then we're going to go back for five months, three weeks and four days. (sighs) Yeah, basically. I mean, that is that's the demand. Right. So. um, The slaves. Okay, so wait. So he so so he might uh he also thinks they might if they find out what's going on, like if they find out we're going to take them out for a couple of days and bring them back, that his slaves might bail um or uh in a letter quote, I wish I wish to do this to deceive them and the public. Vemming the I slaves. Love, I mean it again, it's like it's like emailing crazy shit now, but in a letter to just be like, my intent is to deceive them and the public. Don't show anyone this letter. <laughs> but the slaves, as we said, the slaves aren't fucking idiots. They knew what he yeah. was doing right away. As soon as he's like, go a trip. He's, they're like, yeah, we know what you're fucking doing. So yeah, right. Martha, Martha thinks she can trick them. Ona's brother, Austin, was the one that was closest to the six month date. So Martha writes to her niece that she had actually made a promise to Austin to have Austin come for a visit to see his wife and kids in Mount Vernon. 
And even Martha is keeping her own family in the dark about the six-month trip thing. Austin was actually so trusted that he traveled alone. So they Mm. were just like, go to Mount Vernon. He went to Mount Vernon. And then while he's in Mount Vernon, Lear learns it's not just adult slaves, but also the child slaves who would be free after six months. So the whole... So now that's Ona, right? Because Ona's not, she's only 16. So oh, right, right. Now yeah, they're right. just like, oh my God, not our uh, child slaves. Field, field trip, field trip, field trip. <laughs> not our child slaves. Yeah, right. So, th- so this is obviously more complicated. George uh, is nervous, saying if three young slaves uh, he had in Philly, which is Ona, Richmond, and Christopher, hear about this, they might become, quote, insolent in the state of slavery or not as obedient. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm, so, mm, wow. Yeah. We, Could you imagine what? a fate worse <laughs> than having God. slaves be disobedient? Oh, God. Uh, they put Again, Richmond. This is, I mean, we've talked about this 800,000 times, but... It, this is, again, the person who is on the $1 bill who everyone yes. is like, they were so wise. Yes. They were so smart. We need, listen, I would love to change laws, but the founding fathers, meanwhile, this guy is like trying to figure out loopholes to keep his slaves in Philly. Yeah. And and let's, and, and people are, if their excuse is always, well, everybody did it. No, they didn't. Because the president yeah, right. here right is now. trying a, to yeah. find loopholes. Yeah. So everybody didn't city, fucking do it. You're in a city where people are like, nah, it's not, that's yeah, not cool. Yeah, it's not cool, buddy. We're not into so it. So it was, it was an option, and he chose the alternative and was in state. He was like gaming the slave system. Yes. So they put Richmond on uh, a ship back to Virginia. And Martha took Ona and Christopher on a quick trip to New Jersey to restart their freedom clocks. Oh, can you imagine if you're like, you're only, you, you're a days away and your freedom clock needs to get restarted and you just, you go to fucking Jersey? <laughs> like, you're like, can is we this go to Trenton? Like, yeah. What is this place? Go? Yes. Is this where what's, skunks come from? What's, yeah, what's the smell? That's sewage. <laughs> so now we talked about you brought this up before george and marcia believe Marsha's a better name martha i like marcia george and martha believe slaves were better off with good owners like themselves than free right? right benevolent slave owners they had food and they had beds and all the Which things is a, they needed except th- this is a this is a psychological this is it's i mean they probably to some extent had convinced themselves that they did believe this but yeah. this is so, you cannot po- i mean it's just like it's impossible for you, you to I actually i mean you are I mean, what? You're brainwashing yourself, whatever it is. The, yeah. the things you tell yourself, the things you convince yourself of to do horrible business, right? So you're well, doing a uh, monstrous you know, yeah. I'm saving thing. them from themselves. They don't understand. They'd get out there and, the, you know, you're doing that. Well, they, they'd shit. get out there and they wouldn't have enough money to feed themselves and I, sleep in right. the dirt. Like, right. right. 
So here, this is so much better for them, which is just obviously, you know. And they don't know. And I'm the bad guy. And I have to sit here and take that and be the bad guy. Yeah. Now, around this time, George signs the Fugitive Slave Act of 1793, which states if a slave escapes, even in a free state, that slave could be seized forcibly and brought before a local judge who would then decide if the slave had run away or not. If you run away and you get to the free state, which no, was basically... No. Oh, if you're not in a free get, state... Not get anywhere. If, if you're you in a free away, state and yes, you run if away... In a free state. But if you're in a free state and you're a slave, this is because there's a bunch of legalese as far as how you become free. No, well, I mean, if you run... It's basically to stop runaway slaves from getting to free states and touching the ground and go, I'm safe now, right? That's right. what it is. right. So, um, but, they, but it's, but you know, the one thing that they put in there is like, you have to prove that that's your slave. You can't just say that's my slave and take people. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a really no. great, it's what, it's the kind of thing Matt Iglesias would come up with if he was, uh, <laughs> that he would argue yeah. for if he was back in that time. So, right. um, George's plan to keep moving his slaves in and out of Philadelphia works and it works for a long time. Seven years. Oh, my God. Oh, can you fucking imagine being like, dude, you are such... Uh, like, and I know, I know these trips are getting a little tiresome, but we have to do this for your own benefit, you understand, when you're like... You're yeah. just like looking at objects you'd pierce his eyes with. You're like... Yeah, they, they had that. to... You're right. They had to fucking lie to him every time they did it, and the slaves were like, just fucking be honest, motherfucker. Yeah, like, like look, shithead. You're the president. And the thing that he's the president... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, seven years. So, Ona becomes, she's now a young woman. Um, she's gotten used to living in the city. The Washingtons now gave her money um, to go sh- to shop. She could go buy herself something once in a while. They would let her go to a theater or a circus. Like, they were, you know, they were very trusting of her at this point. Sure. And again, that's their, they think they're being super benevolent by allowing totally. the this person is, that they fucking own to do stuff yes. that you, you should just be able to do. They've, they will have convinced themselves that blips of freedom are better than freedom. Now, what they would have hated was that she was going out and becoming friends with free blacks and uh, talking well, I'll, to Dave, them. Dave, I think they're going to be a bad influence on young Ona. Yes, that is a very big no-no in uh, the slave owner world. But, uh, you know, so she's hearing everything she needs to hear. And right. it's, just such, it's just such a bizarre uh, idea that there are people living right fucking next to each other who are slaves and free people. Well, Dave, we're it's, transitioning out of our um, greatest sin. I, like, I mean, slow and people, steady. White people so fucking lucky that every black person in this country did not pick up a rock and a fucking club and kill you all. Like, so fucking lucky. Um, so, yes. Ona is very scared. She wants to escape. She's scared of escaping because if she gets caught... She could be sold to another owner who could be terrible in comparison. It's called 
Which selling is down the river the is an actual is an actual phrase from the time. Right. You get sold down the river, and that means you go down to Mississippi to some dark fucking shit. And this is the Washington's pitch. <laughs> well, they, I don't... Yeah, I mean, who knows what the Washington's would have done. I think at the end of the story, you might think, yeah, that's what they might have done. Um, she knew that as slave owners went, the Washington's are better than a lot of other people. They're not too violent. They're not too cruel. George did not break up slave families. Right. Uh, one biography said, quote, such slaves- a low bar. <laughs> I know, right? It's such a low bar. You know, George didn't break up the slave family, so he's pretty, <sighs> he's a decent dude. One biographer said, quote, the slaves were well treated, well fed, and well clothed. Uh, and that it was inconceivable that they'd be whipped. Now, that's the, the ones in the house. In the fields of Mount Vernon, they were. Right. So, so, so to her, running away. If it wasn't successful, it would mean everything gets that much darker and worse. Yeah. Also, she has family at Mount Vernon, and she would never see them again if she runs away. So yeah. she doesn't run. Yeah. And I think, Dave, I think it would be safe to say that we've created a nightmare condition. <laughs> That's correct. Um, so, and she's, and during the seven years, during these years, she's watching slaves she knows uh, get freedom. Right, right. In 1795, Ona is in her late and early 20s. And uh, so now all Martha's children have died. All she has left is grandchildren, Martha. Okay. And she dotes on her grandchildren. Like she loves her grandchildren. She has one granddaughter who's 19, Elizabeth Park Custis, who's uh, uh, called Eliza. And she does not act as a young woman is expected to act. She's stubborn. She's temperamental. Um, she's not really feminine enough for the times quote. She is more like a man than a woman and regret regrets that she can't wear pants. Oh man. I mean, so we know what kind of person this is. What an animal. (laughs) You don't want to wear pants. Good. I mean, it's, uh, we are just, it's just you let the the, the trash people run everything. <laughs> just like the idea that Martha Washington is bemoaning this situation about a daughter wanting to wear a granddaughter wanting to wear pants to her slave, and you're like, these are the best. <laughs> this is who we came from. <laughs> so. Eliza writes and asks um, for George's blessing to marry Thomas Law, who is a British guy who is 20 years older. Mm -hmm. Now, George and Martha are not are not pleased because uh, he's fucking British. Mm -hmm. Um, Law had already fathered two illegitimate half Indian children when he was living in India. Okay, Uh, And he's British. I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, get it's it. Bad, it's really bad. We get it. We get it. Martha also desperately wants Eliza to remain in the U.S. She's scared if she marries a Brit, she'll go off. But George writes that he would support the marriage. Hmm. The thing about Eliza is, being the way she is, she's not going to know how to run a house. So my Martha decides what can she do, but give her her number one sidekick. Slave, she's going to give Ona as a wedding gift. 
Now, remember, Ona's a human. Right. That's important to point out again, I think. Yeah. Let's, let's remember Because some that. of us are probably thinking that she might be a vacuum or something, but she's no, a person. No, she's a person. Yeah, she's a human being. And I'll bet you, like, when this idea is not pitched to Ona, but told to Ona, she's like, Ona, I have some interesting news. And Ona's like, please, please, God, please say that yes. I'm going back to Mount Vernon and I get <laughs> my freedom. Christ. We're going to let you go. Oh, my God, you are? You're going to go with my granddaughter. Oh. So you're going to be hers. Now get over here while, so I can wrap you. So Ona's just totally fucking floored because this is where she, these are the people she grew up with. Uh, she has been the, like, what can, I don't know what to say, the, the so second to Martha of- since she was 10. Since she was 10. <laughs> Wait, to the Martha. valet, to- whatever the fuck it is. To the granddaughter. who Eliza. Ona has been the valet to Martha since she was 10. Oh, oh wow. Fucking A. Oh, since she... W- gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. And then, but she's also sort of grown up with these grandchildren a little bit. Like, yeah, she's, she like, knows this. She fucking this hates kid. Eliza. Oh, my God. She hates Eliza. Oh, my God. Uh, which is just the perfect. Um, and now she's like, she's like, I've been your your personal slave for whatever this is now, 12 years or whatever, and now you're just going to give me away like a fucking piece of furniture? Well, when you put it like that, sounds rude. And then and now all the other stuff we're worried about, she wouldn't be able to live with her family. Yeah. Eliza's husband uh, is clearly okay with having sex with non-white women, so that's not a good sign. Um, and plus, Eliza, she hated... And was quote determined to never be her slave. Her in big bold Ugh. black letters. So Ona starts asking her free friends for advice. And they say, bide your time and wait until you see an opportunity and take it. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh this podcast. Uh listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy. The Gareth Army to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. 
We're here to help. So Oni just starts, Oni just goes back, works as normal, keeping an eye on things. And then one of the trips is coming up, and she's packing up the family for the trip to Mount Vernon, and she packs a bag for herself. Mm-hmm. Quote, I knew if I, that if I went back to Virginia, I, should, I never should get my liberty. One night in May 1796, during dinner service, she fled the house. Mm. Now, the Washington Committee put out notices in the papers, quote, absconding, you know, now that we're doing the pastimes, which is another podcast you can find on this feed, I have seen so many of these notices exactly like this. There's like in the older papers, especially in the 1600s, there's always like three or four of these. Quote, absconded from the household of the president of the United States on Saturday afternoon, a light mulatto girl, much freckled with very black eyes and bushy black hair. She is of middle stature, but slender and delicately made, about 20 years of age. She may attempt to escape by water. They said she had enough money to pay for uh, passage on a ship, and she had changes of good clothes, and they offered a $10 reward. A t- you're the fucking richest dude in the country, and you're offering 10 fucking dollars? Look, I know Fuck he's probably you. not on the money yet, but this is a little absurd. Also, the idea that you're like, she might be amphibious. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, so Ona has to get out of Philly because she's been at the side of the first lady for so long. Everybody knows who she is. So she does this escape in Philly. She packs a bag from them for Mount, but she packs her own bag to take off. Yeah. I would. So, what is the deal? So, and the reason why you bring up the um, law, the the law that if you're a slave who escapes in a free state, you're still allowed to be brought up on charges, is because Correct. she couldn't just go lay low in Philly for two months and then be like, "Hey, it's six months." She has to like take off, take off. Yeah. Correct. Right. Um, so she finds passage on a ship called the Nancy, who was captained by John Bowles, who uh, he ran a freight shipping business. We don't know what Bowles knew, but a single black woman traveling alone was pretty much unheard of. Right. So he knew. Right. She she did not uh, reveal who he had been for years. Okay. Um, He was deep boat. He was deep boat, double deep boat. Women in the 18th century did not make long journeys on their own without suspicion. Like, it was just not a thing. So he doesn't alert authorities, and she slips out of Philadelphia. And five days Mm. later, Ona lands in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Hmm. Um, Not a lot of black people in Portsmouth, but there are some, and they've been tipped off. By friends in Philadelphia, and they're waiting for her when she gets there. So they take her to a place to stay for uh, free black people, and she got a job as a domestic servant pretty quickly. So they there's a system, right? Mm-hmm. And it's set up to help people like this. Uh, much harder work than she was used to. She was doing super hard physical labor, scrubbing floors, hauling back-breaking loads, um, scrub, scrubbing clothes and scalding water. So it's a, it's a, it's a step up as far as, you know, the harshness yeah. for, for 
black women at the time, their average lifespan was 40 years. And a lot of that's because of the the brutality of the work. So Portsmouth, um, pretty anti-slavery. One prominent family in town was the Langdons. Senator John Langdon was friends with George. Oh, boy. His daughter Elizabeth was a friend of George's step-granddaughter. Ona had a few times visited the Langdon's house while she was a slave. Oh, boy. So she wanted to avoid that house. Yeah, stressful shit. In Portsmouth. She's like, that's the house I don't want to go near. Yeah. And then one day she's going to the market and Ona comes face to face with Elizabeth Langdon, who's now. I didn't know George was in town. Hey, what's up? Uh. Elizabeth tries to talk to her and say hi, and Ona just puts her head down and just fucking walks away. And she keeps walking. And she keeps walking until it's nighttime because she didn't want to give up where she lived or work. So she just... <laughs> she just walked forever? She just kept walking. Were they fo- They weren't even following her? She's like, she I don't know. She was worried. Yeah, yeah she- of course. I mean, the stress... Again, you can't like... it's Yeah, the stress level is... Uh, it's, yeah. I don't believe you can actually possibly try to relate she walked forever what a goof now elizabeth has no idea that ona is a runaway and yeah. uh she tells her parents she saw her and the langdons are like you know they feel a duty to george because they're friends with george and legally they like we, we got to do this so they tell george and martha you fucking pricks and martha is just beside herself and george is furious he wants her back, but he doesn't. He's a politician. He doesn't want to upset the people in New Hampshire hmm. who are pretty anti-slavery. So this is yeah. a tough one for a politician who owns a person. <laughs> yeah, he's walking a pretty fine line already. Uh, the politics of owning people when everybody yeah. doesn't want you to own people. What a yeah. rough. So. Ona's been gone for over. She's been on. She's been gone for about uh, over six months. Legally, she is the Washingtons, but it it's going to be tricky to take her back uh, and risk bad publicity. He he can't just he can't just roll into town and snatch her, right? This is <laughs> which legally. Legally, he can, legally he can grab her and take her to a court, Jesus, and have Christ. a judge decide. But he can't do it because politically, po- again, so because there people have morals out there, and they don't like, want that. Obviously, I'm allowed to go grab her, but the optics, <laughs> yes, my approval rating. <sighs> Um, I mean, he could go grab her. Come with me now. After she had escaped, remember, all all the other slaves had been at Mount Vernon, so he only brought two back after that because he was so worried that other ones would try to run. Hmm. Um, And the rest of the household servants in Philadelphia were now white servants. Jesus. So Martha is is insistent that, that George track Ona down and get her because she is still adamant that she will give Ona as a gift 
to Eliza. Oh, fucking A. Gareth, her so present she, ran away. She, imagine she, imagine oh, if you got your oh. granddaughter an armoire and the armoire ran away to Arizona. How would you feel? Uh, uh, it's very strange. Um, so she, so the whole time she hasn't even given Eliza a different person? I mean, not to like... No. You would think that she would be like... I think she's You know, it's still, very much like Francis with Pee-wee's bike. I never, I, I don't remember it. I, I didn't like it. I want it, want it, want it. I oh. want Ona. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. look, it's not even that. This is rich people. Rich yeah. people cannot fucking handle right. anyone under them or a poor person or whatever saying no, that's not happening. They lose their fucking shit. Now, now is it just me or has Martha kind of turned into a bit of a villain in this story? Martha's a villain. I just feel like suddenly I'm like, I don't know if she's a good person. This is our, these are, this is the founding couple. These are our first, this is Shouldn't, our first couple. And we'll see where this goes. But shouldn't this be one of the stories that has to be taught in school to kids? It's just, it's like, dude, the older, the more we go through this, it's just, it's so easy to avoid the stuff. And it's what the news does. It just avoids the stuff. It's like, I get it. This guy fucking killed people in Idaho. There's, okay, we got it. We got it. It's a fuck. it's a tragedy. Let's go. There's like a lot of other shit to talk about. But it's just simple avoidance. They're just going to go like, he cut down a cherry tree. No, he didn't. He fucking had sleeves that he was like taking. He was like playing freeze tag with their freedom. Yeah. So. uh, Ona also belongs to Martha's side of the family. So it's another reason she wants her back. So George is uh, furious. He's embarrassed. Um, He thinks Ona is incredibly ungrateful for all he has done for her. The nerve. He's a benevolent no, no, owner, I'm talking, Gareth. I, I'm talking about my gums. <laughs> he didn't beat her. He he he. She had food and shelter, and she nice close to her. She, Gareth, she took trips to the theater and the circus. I know. I know. How could she humiliate what? him? I'll bet you those trips probably weren't a good call in the long run because she was like, "Hey, you know, being free is great. It's really great to go do what I want to do." But she just got a taste for it. And you can just imagine if Twitter was around now. Like if this is a Democratic president who had a slave runaway, all these people will be online who are Democrats like he actually treated her really well. And he he gave her money to go to the theater and the circus. Trump never let his slaves go to the theater. Trump (laughs) Trump is so bad to his slaves. Like imagine imagine what Trump would do if one of his slaves ran away. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. We get it. So George writes an angry letter to uh, the Secretary of Treasury, Oliver Wolcott Jr., uh, because he wants help. He didn't believe. George does not believe that Ona left on her own accord. Why would she? Why would she? She had the world at her feet. She must have been enticed to leave. Probably. Yeah. By a male suitor. I was going to say, this has man written all over it. And George decided that man was an erratic Frenchman he'd seen around Philadelphia. 
who had been missing, who had been missing Gareth since Ona escaped. He's just having dreams, or he's just like, that's right, George. I took her with me, huh? You think I could? I'll tell you what. Isn't it strange that we both left town around the same time? (laughs) Nobody leaves town around the same time. Look who I got, George. We're going to kiss and get married. Also, look at all my teas. George started calling him the seducer. Look, I'm after... (laughs) The seducer. <laughs> what the George. fuck? I mean, this is the present. This is we put him on the one dollar bill. He's his his slave his slave took off, and because he thinks he's because he can't process or fathom the concept of freedom being something that someone would want versus having a good slave situation, he refuses to believe it. So he's invented a fake relationship with a French man who he saw who just isn't around anymore, and he's given him the nickname the sedu- this is the seducer. This is and he has no teeth. And this yeah. is the for this is the guy. This is the yeah. country's Jesus. This is the guy. George just, uh, George cautioned Walcott that the Frenchman was either insane or acting like he was. Yeah. And uh-huh. he and he heard the Frenchie left Ona to live in squalor in New Hampshire. So he thinks that she got seduced by a Frenchman who helped her escape and then took up to New Jersey and then bailed on her. And now she was living in squalor again, meaning she would want to come back to him, George, to live in his slave I mean, house. Oh, my God. The seducer. I could just picture them. She probably regrets everything. Let her know that she has another shot here. <laughs> So fucking great. So George follows up on his uh, bullshit, made up bullshit, um, by telling Walcott to forward a letter to a customs officer in Portsmouth. So he's using the government. He's using the. He is the president using the government for private business to get his slave back. Yeah, and it's also like, like, aren't you trying to like set up a country? Right. Um, so like, the cust- shouldn't that be a big party? He's like, go find her. The customs officer in Portsmouth is named Thomas Whipple. Now, the Fugitive Slave Act is of 1793 that George signed mm-hmm. and made law with his hand mm-hmm. stated captured runaways should go in front of a judge and be proven uh, to who they belong to, right? Or if they're sure. Sure. So then George, gonna, let's get that hearing. Let's get that hearing going. George is not interested in that part of the law. But Dave, he literally just came up with it. He wants her sent straight back to Virginia. No so trial. Words, no trial. Words, no time to prove he owned her. Every. In other words, the first president also believed he was above the law. Gareth, I believe this is what we call an impeachable act. And it's it's never changed. Every president's like, yeah, yeah, not me. I'm the president. <laughs> not me, damn. I'm the president, stupid. <laughs> he believed that the Langdons had seen her and recognized her, and that was enough. No one needed to go to court, so just break the law. He just wants, he's now telling a government official to break the law. For, on his behalf, right. And he warns Whipple to be discreet 
as her seducer would likely try to hide her quote if he is not tired of her. Uh, we believe he has smoke bombs. <laughs> He's French with smoke bombs. Uh, George apologized for getting Walcott involved, but said, quote, the ingratitude of the girl who was brought up more as a child than as a servant ought not to escape with impunity if it can be avoided. Oh, my God. A child. What a prick. What a fucking, uh, what a, uh, just the gall of saying that. The Uh, fucking uh, nerve. Let us rewrite history, Washington. So Walcott uh, contacts Whipple and tells him everything. And and, uh, Whipple's from a slave-owning family who had freed most of the slaves. Whipple is not pro-slavery. He does not own slaves himself. But he promises to do his best to to please the president. But, but he wanted to make sure the law was followed and wasn't going to hand Ona over, no questions asked. Well, bad news. It's not being followed. So he, Whipple spends like weeks in Portsmouth looking for Ona, asking people if they've seen, you know, someone that described like her. He never mentioned that it was the president's slave he was looking for, but he, he has no luck. He can't, he can't find her. So he decides to trick her into coming to him. And he puts word out that he's looking for a domestic servant. Now, he's a really rich guy. This is a nice house. This is a good job. Word gets to Ona. It sounds like a good job. She sets up an interview. At the interview, Whipple's very nice, but a little too prying. A little too too much asking personal questions. And he even asked her if she had a French boyfriend. And so she's like, this is all fucking wrong. Whatever's going she on. Knows, she knows the French boyfriend angle at this point. I don't know Washington if she does. But that. She, I don't know if she does, but she knows the questions being asked are not interview right. job questions. I have a really sensitive teeth. Have you ever made a mush diet for a man? <laughs> are you familiar with any of those dishes that would be easy to suck down instead of chew in? So Whipple thought he was being like super clever and that he would be able to talk to her and identify her without tipping her off. And then she'd go back to her place, and then he'd figure out what to do and say, yes, this is definitely her. And also, but he was wrong. Was also stupid. Stupid. Like if you're going to, I mean, again, if you're going to do that, you're like, all right, it's her. Now I got her. You don't go, now that she's gone, let's talk about plan B. But look, they're white guys, and they think that black people aren't on, even though he doesn't believe right. that people should be slaves he still thinks he's better than a black person so he's like she there's no way her intellect can keep up with mine well she's fucking smarter than all of them so right she stands up and waits to see what he's gonna do but he doesn't do anything he doesn't call for her to be arrested he doesn't try to detain her instead he's like okay tell me why you ran away and what your plans are (laughs) tell me (laughs) yeah well, here's part of my problem. Um, I was a slave. So I, follow. I guess I I guess I guess what I'm saying you is had, part but of the, you he fed you, right? And he gave you clothes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. No, he fed me and gave me clothes, yeah. but the one thing yeah. that he wouldn't give me was total freedom, which um 
how do I put this? I crave and deserve. But didn't you guys have like Pizza Fridays? Yeah. No, we def had Pizza Fridays. Okay. And by the way, I loved Pizza Fridays. Yeah. So much so that I decided I want to have pizza every day if I want it. I want to have pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. I'm going to have pizzas on a bagel. That sounds weird. It turned into a commercial, sure. I don't think you understand freedom. But he's like, I don't follow. Okay. So uh, she now, she's now, she senses that he, he's not going to try to capture her, but just wants to talk to her. So she tells him she's never going to be a slave again and refused to be, Not quote, with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and refused to be, quote, sold or given to any person, especially Eliza. And even the hard, backbreaking work she was doing as a free woman was better than being a slave. Whipple now tries to negotiate. And he's like, if you go back to the Washingtons voluntarily, they'll, they'll promise your freedom at a future point. No one knows if this is right. a, a offer that was I, possible. Like I'm going to guess it's bullshit. But Ona agrees to it. Fucking A! Fuck! Says she'll go back to the Washingtons. And Whipple's like, okay, we'll buy you a ticket back. And then she agrees to meet the ship and go back. Come on, I hope it's bullshit. So the day uh, of the you know ship leaving... Uh, Whipple waits, and Ona never shows up. The seducer. <laughs> Whipple was actually surprised. He's like, well, I yeah, can't believe this didn't... This was so good. I, de- I said 325, <laughs> and it's 320. He's obviously nervous to tell Walcott that he'd blown it and that George was not getting Ona back. Um he wrote, he wrote of everything he'd learned from her. Uh, it was not due to a French guy trying to lure her away, but her, quote, thirst for complete freedom had been her only motive for absconding. It's, you, you know, it's just easier, obviously, for George Washington and for any fucking asshole to be like, she has to have been poisoned by someone. It couldn't be the prospect of being a person. <laughs> yeah, totally. They cannot. Like it rubs, it rubs it. too hard up against your reality of like, you know, I'm a benevolent owner. Yeah. Yeah, it completely blows, it completely blows up their your, whole your, idea of how this your all works. personal narrative that, yeah. that makes, because otherwise, whoa, you're kind of a fucking dick. Yeah. You're, yeah, otherwise you're a total piece of shit. Otherwise you own people who don't want to be owned. So Whipple in the letter also tried to paint Ona in a, in a good light, saying she had many good things to say about the president's family and even expressed affection for George and Martha. He said he thought she should be promised freedom in the future if she came back. And trying to get Ona back was not likely to be easy or welcome in the state of New Hampshire where people were, quote, in favor of universal freedom. Mm -hmm. And that there's no way she's coming back on her own. Whipple Whipple felt awkward. Um, 
he's the point guy, right? And he wants it's the first president. Everyone fucking loves him, right? He's a revered sure. figure. What a great But guy. he's also like this person shouldn't be forced to be a slave. So and you're breaking the law. So in this letter that he writes to Walcott, he says George needs to get a lawyer to work with the New Hampshire US attorney to deal with this. And he also insinuated that George wanted uh, that George wanting to avoid a judge was um, straight up illegal, and that he should actually follow the law, which is mm. what it was. Right. Now he sends this letter, and he thinks that Walcott will take it and then write like a nicer version with all the facts to George, but Walcott just forwards the letter to George. He's like, "Punch this email up," and he's like, "I just forwarded <laughs> it." What? Why well, no? I called him a law-breaking toothless fuck. <laughs> so George reads it, and he's fucking livid. Number one, people don't talk to him like this, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. So he sent Whipple, uh, George, George sends Whipple back a letter and um, saying his ideas of, of freeing Ona are ridiculous. Quote, to enter into such a compromise with her is totally inadmissible. He, George is for gradual abolition for slaves, but would not reward Ona's disloyalty with the gift of freedom. It's, it's just this remarkable, I, I mean, it's just what everyone in power has, which is just. This is, this is the same argument for millions of, like, I, I want, like, Medicare for all sounds great, but. Yeah. Like it's all it's all this 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 but yes oh. I want all the slaves to be free but not this one like it's all it's the whole fucking the gamut of why nothing is done so he says why should be she why should she be given freedom before his loyal slaves who didn't run away and he blows off Whipple's request to be taken out of this project and tells him to tell Ona she would be treated fairly if she returned. And that he and Martha would not hold it against her or against her family in Mount Vernon on her. Uh, so he just made a threat. He just made a fucking threat. He just threatened Ona. Yeah. He's saying your family's going to feel in the trouble of this. Yes. And if she wouldn't agree to come, George told Whipple to forcibly take her and put her on a boat to Virginia, which again, we've said this. 100% breaking the fucking law. He is yeah. ordering a and government I mean, employee to break yeah. the law. In a way, he's I would say he's chewing Whipple's ass out, but he has no teeth. <laughs> and Whipple's like, hey, I don't want to do this. And he's like, oh, you're fucking like, doing it. I'm just it. a guy. Yeah, and he's like, aren't you the president? He's like, yeah, I am the president, and I'm also going to make sure that I get this one slave back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm crazy. Do you understand? I'm f- I, look, look, listen to me. I didn't know you wanted to get loco. <laughs> Sir, don't, are you supposed to be setting up the infrastructure of a new land? Yeah, and I'm doing that most of the day. But also, I've devoted a lot of time to getting on a book because this is pissing me off. It's such a, it is, this is just the ultimate, like, it doesn't happen to me, not he's me. A pet, yeah, he's a petulant child. 100%. He is walking on, storming around his house going, this does not happen to George fucking Washington. Uh, uh, yeah, he wants to win. 
He wants yeah, to win. He wants to win. So Whipple doesn't want uh, to do it. He tells her to forcibly take her. He specifically wanted her sent to Virginia instead of Philly because he was still he still believed she had run away with the Frenchman that he'd made up. Look, I know you haven't seen him. I know you haven't heard from him, but a Frenchman is behind this. His name's the seducer. And George is now convinced that Ona is pregnant by the Frenchman. And by the way, by the way, (laughs) by the way, looked into my little crystal ball. She's also having his baby. That's the little pitter-patter of baby seducer juniors. Okay, my friend? Not only is she with the Frenchman, she's having a baby. Like, he's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. She's he's out of his mind. Baby. At least just basically he's prognosticating. She's having a baby. Not only are you wrong about the Frenchman, but she's pregnant. Okay? Uh, there you go. Now you're super wrong. Okay? So Whipple gets his letter, and he's like, he doesn't write back for a month. <laughs> oh, man. Like, that's the move to just be like, Dude, Oh, fuck. So, honey, uh, so, honey, so George Washington wrote me back. And, okay, uh, great. The president. It's, um, honey, it's fucking crazy. He, he made up mm-hmm. a guy and got a lady pregnant. He got her pregnant with a fake guy. So there's a fake baby in the runaway. So we think the seducer gave her a baby. He, yeah, she, the guy, the fake guy that George made up, she's... The president? Well, honey, he is the president, so he, he probably he want, has a lot. He probably has access to a lot of documents okay, and intelligence okay. that he you won't, probably don't. He won't don't. let me quit. He won't let me not do the illegal job. The thing I don't, well, I said I didn't want to be a part of because it's illegal. He's telling me to do it. You know what I think? I think you should stop looking for Ona. It's driving you crazy. I can't. He won't let me. Start looking for the seducer. He's the one who's honey, the connection point. Honey, the seducer yes. is not real. Well, he's only not real because you haven't found him. Okay. Neither's the ne- look, baby, baby, listen to me. There's a lot I'm of listening. stuff that we haven't found yet that we know is real. Jesus Christ, God, the ele- alligator, the elephant alligator. There's tons of stuff. We know they're to be real, and I think the seducer's just on that list. You so you ele- just need to find the seducer. Yeah, the alligator. Like, yeah, the alligator with the elephant um, tube. Okay. So now why don't you come over here and let me give you an above-the-pant hand job? You look really stressed out. Above the pant? Yeah, outside the pant hand job. Okay. Yeah. That's all I get. I'll just Yeah. Just rub it a bunch. Do a little friction in the kitchen. There you go. And then I'll go wash your little undies on the washboard. Get Feels those okay. little get those little ghost stains out of there, you little man. He's gonna go find <laughs> the seducer. Just call, call me a little man. Yeah, me little man. Not good Look at tech you. Talk. Look at you raising the sail over here with your little thing. <laughs> Look how important you think you are. You're just a guy. He's the president. <laughs> Look at just your little your little thing. It's a little bit bigger when Mama plays this game. Huh? All right, okay, honey, I'm leaving. I'm going out for a walk. 
Okay, Bye. while you're out there, keep your eyes open for a French All right. lurks in the shadows. So, looked like Whipple, a mushroom. <laughs> Whipple does not write back for a month, and then uh, he he reluctantly says, "Yeah, he'll he'll keep trying as long as there isn't a great public outcry against what's happening." Well, so yeah, just keep a lid on it. Yeah, he's like, if this doesn't get out, I'm fine. I'll I'll help you. He also said the best way to stop the legal confusion of fugitive slaves in the North was the abolition of slavery in the South. And yeah. George never wrote back to Whipple again. George's like, okay, this guy's just... Cool. All right, this guy's, this guy's out of his fucking this mind. Guy, I don't know what this means, but he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, okay? <laughs> but let's just say, besides Ono, we have another hero in the story. Like, this guy's yeah. fucking great. He just basically guy, said, hey, Mr. President, how about fucking yeah. this? I'm tired of your shit. Free the fucking slaves, asshole. Yeah, and then he's like, I'm not writing back. Ona uh, is terrified that a slave hunter is just going to show up on her doorstep. And in January 1797, she gets married to a free black man named Jack Staines. You mean Jacques Staines? Oh, Jacques Staines. Uh, she became Ona Staines. Wow. Jack's uh, uh, a seaman. Uh, he's regularly gone on long journeys on the boats. So there is a chance that he could be called Seaman Staines? That's right. Not great. Uh, getting married wasn't easy. Whipple heard of the wedding and got the clerk to refuse to give them the paperwork they needed. And we don't have a hero as much anymore. Yeah, I know. Because if they got married and then Jack died on one of the sea voyages, Ona would get his money and property, which would make it way harder to get her to come back. Crazy. She's not coming back anyway, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, But Ona and Jack just went to the next town and got married and announced it in the paper. So nice try. Good work. Um, they live a married life. Jack Jack is going off on his little sea journeys. Ona works as a domestic servant, and they save enough money to move into a home. They're Sorry, with two his other... name could be Seaman Jack Stains? That's correct. This is just... I'm trying to get over it, but you're not no, making No, you're it. having a hard time. Don't say it hard. Stop! <laughs> All right, so anyway... She's Mrs. Seaman Jack Staines. <laughs> That's right. What an honor. Um, they move into a home. They live with two other, uh, two other adults. And then uh, 24-year-old Ona gets pregnant. She uh, is still working when she's very pregnant, scrubbing and lifting and doing all the shit. In 1798, she has a baby girl named Eliza. Oh, my God. Which what? I find It doesn't come out with the name. I find fascinating. Doing? I don't What's know what deal? went on there, but that feels like a Hegel fuck yourself. That really I feels know, but like it's a, like it's oh, very no, like you'd her. be like, I think you could do better. She'd be like, that'll show her. Be like, no, no that, I don't think no, that'll show her. There's no way that Martha didn't hear that and lose her fucking mind. There's okay. no way. Martha, when she heard that name, she was throwing shit around the fucking house. Plates, okay. little ceramic dogs, the whole works. Sure. Ceramic All dogs. the stuff. All the classic yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Yep. The big two. Historian Erica Armstrong Dunbar Ona had, quote, passed the disease of slavery to her daughter. Jack was free, but Ona was a slave, which made Eliza the Washington's I, property, too. I, I, I just 
Dave, this like genetic slavery is it's it's all problematic. So fucked. <sighs> so Ona is now not only worried about herself, but her daughter of you know going to a life of slavery. Washington retires in 1797 and uh, goes back into his efforts uh, of recapturing Ona. What is his deal? He's just an old like sea captain, like looking for this white whale. What are you going to do with all your time off, sir? You're the president. I'm going to. Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to find that one slave that left. And no matter what anyone says, it was a Frenchman who convinced her. A Frenchman. <laughs> His name, I don't I think it would be Jacques, but he was a seducer. He was a seducer. Oh, shit. And I'm going to find him. Okay. I'm going to find him. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Uh, I'll eat be eating mushy no, carrots no, no and more mushy peas, the and then it, I'll find her. She, no you, you, you got to get up pretty early in the morning to beat old George. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, okay. someone, make this burger juice. So George enlists his nephew, Burwell Bassett Jr. I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, the country club just threw up. Hello, we found the whitest man. Burwitt Bassett? And a letter to Bassett. Just go into any country club and be like, put this on the Burwitt Bassett account. So, in a letter to Bassett about Ona, George didn't use her her married name because George insisted she was still with the imaginary Frenchman. Oh my God! Let it go, bro. Let it, bro. Dude, let it go, dude. I, it's like crazy that you're still trying to get her, <laughs> but let's let like that. That's at least like playing in reality to some extent. This is, this is no French guy. If if he's putting this. In letters. Pregnant. If he is putting this in letters, imagine how much he was blathering about it around the fucking house. Oh, my God. You were just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, dude. Enough with the Frenchman. I'm not, I'm not, I know everyone's a little sick of it, but I'm just trying to tell you that. You've never seen a Frenchman take a woman. I've seen it. I, I understand, but I'm telling you that he probably, he probably, okay, just just doing an American accent, okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, he said Martha wanted her old servant back. So what? Martha wants her old servant back. Martha, my sweet Martha, wants her owned person back. Oh, good Lord. So Bassett goes to Portsmouth, and he stays with the Langdons. Very quickly after he gets there, he goes to see Ona, knocks on her door, and she is shocked to open the door and see the man she knew from Mount Vernon there on her doorstep. And he was clearly there to recapture her and her daughter. Jack's at sea. She's alone. Oh, my God. So Bassett tries to sweet talk her and assure her if she comes back, she'll face no consequences. I mean, how long has it been? 
This is like two or three years in now. Okay. I thought it was maybe even longer. It's not that. I, I mean, it's definitely, yeah, I think it's like three, two or three years in. Okay. But Ona's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> she's not, she's not going to break up her family. She's not going to bring her daughter into life of slavery. And she's not going to leave Jack behind. But Bassett persists. He promises George would likely grant her her freedom if she returned. So now he's like gone from like, they're going to treat you great to like, hey, yeah. man, just come back and we'll let you go. You just got to touch the, you got to touch the wood Look, and then you go, you got to touch it and you're gone. Imagine a life where you're free. Yeah, no, I have that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we're offering. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm living that. So are you in? Well, no, I'm good here. I'm free. Okay. Um, what if you came back and you were extra free? <laughs> so Ona cuts him off in the middle of his stuff and says, quote, I am free now and choose to remain so. Now, Bassett cannot believe what he's hearing because a black woman, a slave, is talking to him, a southern white man like this. He was owed deference from people like her. But she stands firm. She's not backing down. And eventually, Bassett leaves. Oh, nice. That night, the Langlands are having dinner, and Bassett's there, and he starts complaining about Ona. And then he swears he's going to take her and the baby back to Virginia. And he said he had orders to, quote, bring her and her infant child by force if need be. Though, in a letter, George specifically said, do not use force because it would upset people in New Hampshire, but that's what he's saying. So maybe Martha told him that or whatever. But or he's that's just drinking he's and he's like, I can yeah. do what I want. But he's getting mad. And yeah. Langdon is like, no, he doesn't want Ona and her baby forcibly taken and brought into slavery again. So he sends a secret messenger to warn Ona. And Bassett returns later that night. Ona, Ona, hello, it is me. <laughs> this is I, the seducer. I've come to give you a very special message. Uh, the Bassett boy from the Washington camp, he's coming to take you and your daughter. You must be very aware until your husband, Seaman Jack Staines, comes home. I like your eyes. Yes, they are fully glossed over in black because I am the seducer. <gasps> Pants off. Smoke bomb, smoke bomb. <laughs> so Bassett goes back, I think that night. Uh, his plan is to tie her up, oh throw her God. on a ship to Virginia with her baby. Oh so he God. knocks, but he knocks on the door and he knocks. Amazing part of it. Amazing Hello. part. Hello. Please come to the door. Eventually, there's no answer, so he breaks in. No one's there. Ona had run to a neighboring town, uh, Greenland, and she was now hiding with a free family, uh, the Jacks. Sorry, they're also named the Jacks. Just keep going. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I apologize. Uh, Bassett angrily goes back to Virginia without Ona. That was easy, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... She just left the house, and he's like... Hmm. Well, guess that's that. I mean, no one's going to help him. Not in yeah, New Hampshire. I, no yeah. one's going to help him. Yeah. Um, 
so she stays with the Jacks for a while. She's doing odd jobs. She's helping them any way she can, waiting for uh, her husband to return. In 1799, George dies after being uh, bled to death, covered yeah, with he, beetles. He was drained. Another after being drained. Things. Yeah. Um, but his death does not free Ona from her fear of recapture. Because right. she's still technically part of the widowed, or the, Correct. the widowed estate. He stipulates that his slaves should be freed after Martha dies, but Ona, not his slave. So, like you said, belongs to Martha's family. Um, now, all of George's slaves now know they're going to be free when Martha dies. And Martha knows they know that. She's very, very unsettled when she heard the slaves. <laughs> what? Speak of the very good times coming to them once she was dead. <laughs> um, but uh, I have a long life ahead of me. <laughs> Would you like some pie, Mrs. Washington? <laughs> no, no pie. You got to eat something. No, no eating. You want to sit by the fire? No, no, fire's bad. What about a no. bath? No, you did. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I was born on a day, but it wasn't yesterday. I'm not well, getting anywhere near that water. All no. right, let's go downstairs. And no, downstairs? Absolutely not. Down the stairs? I know how you'll get me down the stairs. No, I'm staying up here. I'm not eating, and I'm never bathing. How's that for your silly little plan? <laughs> I, I love this. I love... This is the best ending for a woman like this. She tells a friend she is worried the slaves knew it was in their best interest to get rid of her. So she's literally living in her house surrounded yeah, by people she owns. By, uh, who is servants, a- <laughs> servants, the servants that she owns that she's unable to ask to do anything, really. <laughs> Could you light that candle? This one? No, wait, don't. I'll do it. Could you fix me some porridge? Some porridge? No, wait, I'll do it. Uh, right after, so right after she told her friend that, she releases all of George's slaves. Yeah. Smart. So she can't take it. She can't take it. Yeah. Now, she still has 200 slaves that are hers. Uh, well, there we go. Including Ona's family. Now, Martha dies in 1802. Doesn't seem like she wrestled with the morality of slavery. George did in his later life, but she does not. All her slaves go to her grandkids, and she very specifically stipulates that Ona's sister get Ona's fate, the one she ran from. Ona's sister is given to Eliza as a gift. Ona has another daughter and a son. Uh, unfortunately, Jack dies in 1903. Ona, now she has to care for the kids alone, which is obviously extremely hard for uh, a black woman at this time. She worked extremely hard, but she at some point realized she couldn't provide for all the kids. And she had to place her daughters in indentured servitude in 1816. Uh, so the kids are like, you know, teen, late teens, yeah. not slaves, not free. Um, but they at least had food and shelter, which she couldn't provide for them at that point. And their service has an end date, uh, less mm-hmm. than a year. So it wasn't that long like it's... Right. Um, her son leaves and goes to sea. Ona's daughters 
die before she does. Eliza Ugh. die. Eliza in eighteen thirty two. Nancy in eighteen thirty three. Uh, Ona's son never moved back home, so she lived alone uh, in old age. She got more into Christianity. She became a pious woman, and she loudly dismissed the Washington supposed religious fervor, saying she never once heard George pray. And even though she saw Martha reading prayers, she did not call that praying. She found a close community in her church who uh, helped teach her how to read, which she pointed out the uh, really benevolent Washingtons never did. Mm -hmm. In 1845, Ona Staines was interviewed by an abolitionist paper that granted Freeman in the interview of a former slave who had escaped the very first president was widely read and celebrated by abolitionists. Ona said she, quote, never received the least mental or moral instruction while Washington's slave. Her soul and mind were not seen by her masters as worthy of enrichment. She had not been introduced to Christianity or taught to read. Uh, Ona died in 1848 at 74. Wow. And it seems after George Washington's death, the family stopped pursuing her, but she was always at risk of capture for the rest of her life. Uh, she was free Christ. over 50 years. At 74, they're like, all right, Ona. What? It's time. <laughs> it's time. You're going back. Oh, no. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, it, it's like, it, it's so, it, it is so horrible. And to what we were saying before, it's like, why the fuck are you not like, like, you know, we have this ability to be like, because we are, because we had nothing to do with slavery, we don't need to really learn from it. However, we also need to hold the founding fathers up as the peak human politician architect of our world and political system now, and we can't really divert or deviate from what they wanted. So remember the founding fathers and hold everything that they said as law and gospel. And slavery, let's not talk about too much. It was like old ancestors of ours who were involved in it. And we're able to find that ability to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The Founding Fathers did everything right. Okay, slavery, but we don't talk about that because it was so long ago. Yeah. Like, that's basically the current American policy on what you learned from that time. Yeah, and then just the general belief that, like, well, that's what everybody was doing. No. Yeah. No, just not. Not what everybody was doing. Not at all. And also the idea that, like, you know, you get this a lot. Like, and it is a real mind fuck as, like, a white person to be like, what would, if I were to be, if I were to be, you know, if I went back to that time right now, what would I be like? Because would I be like, this is fucking fucked up? Because, like, in my head, I'm like, I'd be like, this was fucking fucked up. But I think most, like, most, like, when you think about when you watch the two parties we have now, you'd have the one that would be like, we love slaves. We want slaves. There need to be more slaves. And then you'd have the ones who'd be like, yes, but slaves shouldn't work so long. And we shouldn't, they'd just be like, we shouldn't call them slaves. We should call them active service members of a forcible cust, you know, to be like, what the fucking shit? Yeah. So. And the um, fact that it's George Washington makes it, it's an, it's an 
it's it's amazing. It's just amazing uh, it's, in every way. The pettiness, the he's such a rich attention guy. He, to how yeah. much he needed it. It yeah. was just it was a vendetta. It was vindictive. Yeah. He's just such a rich guy. And he's guy. supposed he's to be the president. Just, and yep. instead, he's some fucking toothless shitbag who's just like, yeah, get me my one slave. <laughs> and this is the guy who we're like, man, so lucky we got him. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. I mean, yeah, look, he he led the army to defeat the British and get the colonies away from Britain so that then they could then. Uh, implement the same horrific class yeah, system yeah. here. We just have, like, we just we just don't call it a king anymore. Right. By the way, it's worse than a king now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not great. It's like the king, king, the the, the king's just like I can't do much. I'm just sitting <laughs> over here now, and the president's like, yeah, drone him, drone him, drone him. <laughs> uh, research was done by Brittany Cohen Brown. Sources never caught the Washington. The Washington's relentless pursuit of their runaway slave Ona Judge by Eric Armstrong Dunbar, an imperfect God, Washington and Slaves and the Creation of America by Henry Weinsick. Uh, the only unavoidable subject of regret, George Washington's slavery and the enslaved community at Mount Vernon by Mary V. Thompson, uh, and then different uh, articles on Mount Vernon's website. Man, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, until, until we actually come to terms with our history, we have no future. That's right. I think we got a new tag. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>